This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. We start out today in the United States where large protests across the country have riveted attention on racial inequality. And the automotive industry is speaking out about this. GM's CEO Mary Barra sent a letter to employees saying she was disgusted by the situation. Bill Ford promised that his company would start a deeper dialogue on racial injustice. Rivian told African Americans, and I quote here, we will carry your voices. Elon Musk questioned why the other police officers involved in the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis have not been charged. And Mike Manley, FCA CEO, said, I emphatically reject the hatred and prejudice. You know, it's interesting to hear Mike Manley speaking out since FCA is not an American company. Foreign automakers operating in the U.S. try their utmost to stay out of American politics because they don't want to be seen as meddling in the affairs of other countries. Other than that, we believe they would be speaking out. But we were pleased to see the Nissan Foundation, which was founded to bridge racial divides, quote Martin Luther King Jr., and resolve to be part of the solution. And we here at AutoLine are so pleased to see the industry speaking out so strongly on this issue. Let's go back to Mary Barra for a moment. She says General Motors will emerge from the pandemic with permanently lower costs. During an investor event yesterday, she said the shutdown gave the company the chance to go through all of its expenses, and they found things they don't need to do and things that they can do more efficiently. That includes using fewer vehicle platforms and reducing complexity even more so that GM can focus on only building vehicles with high customer demand. GM's inventory is tight right now, so it's focusing on ramping up production of trucks and SUVs with the lowest day supply. We got the May numbers for new car sales in the U.S. market, and while they're down significantly, they're better than many expected. Sales were down almost 30%, and Wards reports that the seasonally adjusted rate came in at 12.2 million units. Automakers sold over 1.1 million new vehicles last month, which is a surprisingly strong number. Trucks fared much better than passenger cars. They were down 24%, while cars fell 44%, and trucks accounted for nearly 78% of the total mix. As always, some automakers fared better than others. Nissan did the worst of all, with sales down 50%. But Mazda was only down 1%, and Volvo down only 2%. Somebody needs to study how they held up so well. But what really caught our eye is that Tesla is quickly closing the gap with Audi. A year ago in May, Tesla was behind Audi by 6,500 cars. Last month, it was only behind by 1,400. You heard it here first. 2020 could be the year when Tesla surpasses Audi in the American market. The all-new BMW 4 Series Coupe made its debut, so now we can start talking about that massive grill. We've seen the giant twin kidney design on concepts for several years now, but this is the first production model that we've seen it on. 
What we find interesting is that the front license plate holder is incorporated into the design of the grill. So even in states or countries that do not require a front plate, there's going to be a flat piece of empty black plastic on the grill. And it'll be likely the same with any vehicle at BMW that gets this large grill. So why even have the giant grill? We're also willing to bet that the design staff never sketched the car with that on it. Okay, let's move on. The all-new 4 Series Coupe is longer, wider, and lower than the previous generation. As of now, there are two engine options for the U.S. market, a 2-liter turbocharged 4-cylinder with 255 horsepower. That's standard. It's mated to an 8-speed automatic and can be paired with rear or all-wheel drive. The other engine choice is a turbocharged 3-liter inline-six with over 380 horsepower. It also gets that 8-speed automatic and comes with rear or all-wheel drive, but it also features a 48-volt starter generator as well. The interior is pretty standard for a BMW, an 8.8-inch center touchscreen and a 5.1-inch cluster display are standard, but customers can upgrade to a 10.25-inch center screen and a 12.3-inch instrument cluster. BMW's digital personal assistant and a host of driver safety tech are also available. The new 4 Series Coupe is set to launch around the world in October, and in the U.S. it's going to come out with a starting price that ranges from about $46,500 up to nearly $60,000. Speaking of new models, here's our first look at the updated Volkswagen Arteon. It will make its virtual debut later this month, alongside a new station wagon version, but that's only for Europe. VW says the car will get an all-new interior and will have the option for what they call travel assist, which sounds to us like it could be a hands-free highway cruise control system. Super expensive cars that sell in low volume tend to stick around a lot longer than other vehicles because it takes more time for an automaker to pay off development costs and earn a profit. But we're guessing Bentley's six and three-quarter liter V8 has been turning a profit for a long time. After 61 years, the last of these V8s, dubbed L-Series, rolled down the assembly line yesterday. That engine will go into a Mulsanne 6.75 edition by Mulliner, which also marks the close of Mulsanne production. In its history, Bentley sold 36,000 L-Series V8s. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Would you like to own a luxury car, but maybe your wallet's a little too thin? No problem, says Consumer Reports. You can find all the features that luxury cars offer in other cars that cost a lot less. Instead of shopping for a Volvo XC90, Consumer Reports says go for a Hyundai Palisade instead and save almost eight grand. And that Mercedes CLA? Forget about it. Get a loaded Mazda 3 Premium and save over $15,000. And why buy an Audi A6 when a Toyota Avalon is fifteen grand cheaper? And be sure to walk right past that Lexus LS when you can drive away in a Chrysler 300 and keep an extra $58,000 in your bank account. You know, CR is right. In many cases, you're paying a premium just to have a certain badge on a car without getting better performance, comfort, or features. Well, what do you think? 
Can you get a car for a lot less money that's just as good as the expensive ones? We'd like to hear what you think. EV startup Rivian is working on creating its own national charging network just like Tesla. And to make it a reality, Electric reports, the company has hired two former Tesla employees who worked on its charging network. Called the Rivian Adventure Network, the charging stations will at first be located near off-roading stops and national parks and RV parks instead of in urban locations. The company is aiming for the chargers to deliver up to 200 kilowatts and they'll be able to charge two vehicles at once. The first locations are expected to open next year just in time for the launch of Rivian's electric pickup and SUV, which are scheduled to hit the market next year as well. Flexform is LED lighting from Magna Rohini Automotive that can literally bend. We recently talked with Brian Popsy, the company's business development manager, and he shared how they think this lighting could be used. You could take something like fog lamps and turn them into a dual function where, yes, on a foggy you know, night you want you want those to perform as fog lamps, but in other in other uh, applications you could have the front of that module fog lamp module actually show symbols or text to communicate with pedestrians. So it could actually create you know new applications out of what were considered you know very mature applications like a fog lamp. So it opens up a lot of possibilities, and then you could take that fog lamp or that uh, or that front of the vehicle, even into a larger scope and say, the whole grill could be lit up. I'm thinking of like an electric vehicle where you no longer need the, the venting holes in there. You could have that as a canvas and have, you know, some type of, of design or, you know, the badge lit up, uh, uh, an OEM's brand badge, and then shift away from that into communication with pedestrians, you know, as we get into more autonomous type uh applications, right? The pedestrian's really not going to be looking at the driver eyes, you know, communicating in autonomous. They'll look at the front of the vehicle. So this lends itself well to that. To learn more about that flexible lighting, and it is pretty impressive. You can watch that entire interview right now on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours this Thursday afternoon when our guest will be Ian Smith from the Southwest Research Institute which is doing pioneering research into electric cars. Also joining us for that show is John Volker, who reports extensively on EVs. So join me and Gary Vasilash for some of the best insights into the automotive industry. And before we go, we're pleased to report that manual transmissions are far from dead. BMW confirmed the new M3 and M4 will have a manual option. The less sporty versions of these cars no longer offer a manual because demand fell off. But for hardcore enthusiasts who don't give a rip how fast an automatic can shift and who derive so much pleasure from heel-and-toe driving and matching revs and downshifting, niche sports cars are the one place where manual transmissions will live on. And let's hope they live on forever. And with that, we wrap up today's show. We'll see you tomorrow.